I uh, re- you're expecting number two now, and you have. And how old is Luna? Luna is uh, two years and uh, four or five months old. So she'll be right around three. Yeah. When was she born? She was born in May. Uh, yeah, May May ninth. May ninth. So I don't know. I'm happy to get to the second one because I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. How old and are you? I'm 34, and I don't know if I think about this all the time. I don't know if other people do that are my age that are having kids that are a little bit older. But I always kind of think about the when they're going to graduate from college or when they're going to graduate from high school and how old I will be. So, like, right now, you know, having the second one, she'll be 18 and I'll be 53. And I kind of think about, all right, how, how decrepit am I going to be at 53? Hopefully I'm in great shape and I can still go out and do things. Now, this might put me in a terrible camp because people are like, Oh, wait a minute. You should be really, really excited about, like, you know, I am really excited about, you know, a new child and a new member of the family and all those kind of things. But I'm also thinking about, too, like, like now with just having Luna, who's only, you know, a little over two years old, like, so many things changed. Like, my wife and I used to go rock climbing almost every weekend. And that's, like, near impossible. We haven't gone once. So. Well, I think um, it gets. You're in a tricky position too. Um, my niece, who just turned seven, um, her parents are forty. Now they had, they basically they had they had the second kid right about when you were, at the age you're having now. But they just decided to not have another one because it was so much work that like now once, like once, uh, like Luna becomes. The, a lot easier you know once she becomes four years old you know or three four years old it it's a lot easier and they're like well I don't want to start this over again is and it going to be easier though because when I talk to parents who have kids for like five six seven eight nine ten and up I mean yes they can like get up and they can wipe their own butt and and kind of change their own clothes and things like that and maybe even do a few minor things like make themselves a sandwich or something but it turns into, and, and I'm totally, and I'm actually really looking forward to this phase. This I'm probably looking more forward to this phase than I, than I am for the early, early years. And that's the phase of like uh, soccer uh, practice and games and, and basketball and who knows, ballet, dance, all those things. Yeah. And I'm actually, like I said, I'm kind of looking forward to that. But I don't think, you know, it almost seems like when I talk to those parents who have you know, kids who are five and up, that their life actually became more busy. It might be more, um, I don't know, it might be more hectic. I think it's harder to do when you're in your 20s to do it, though. You know what I mean? When you got um, a five, six-year-old and you're in, like, your mid-20s and you're trying to do a whole lot, um, you have, we have, like, an, you know, an established career, an established routine. You know, like, we're not worried about, um, you know, like we can kind of, we're in a different spot compared to what a... A younger couple or a younger a younger married couple would be. Oh yeah, and, and I lived you know really well in my twenties. I couldn't imagine having a kid when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty, yeah. twenty two, twenty five, and everything. So, um, like I'm definitely not living with like any regrets yeah, or anything like but that. I, see, I still think even at like a six, like my niece is seven years old, and my brother and his wife, they can go boating. You know, they can go um, out to eat. 
I mean, can you, can you imagine imagine going out to eat with a three-year-old and a one-month-old? <laughs> it's uh, it Which gets, is your situation right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's a situation where you just don't do it. You know, like, yeah. if you go out to eat, you need to order fast. You need to make sure one of them's occupied. Um, it's just, it just doesn't happen. There's no... And when you get home, you have no time to yourself. Um, yeah, when, you, I, when you have a seven-year-old, yeah. they can sit and play out in the yard, or they can do, they can relax. In fact, um, my niece is so independent, like, she does her own thing. Like, um, they tell me, when we come home and we pick her up, you know, she wants to go to daycare because they do a whole bunch of activities. So, like, you know, you, you kind of come home and it's like, they're like, well, we kind of miss where they're a lot more dependent on you. Yeah, speaking of going to restaurants too, um, you know, before we had kids, like we would go out once a week, maybe more, usually about once a week though, just because both of us have jobs and we're pretty busy. And, you know, that was like a relaxing, like it was usually Friday nights and we just pick a restaurant in town to go to. Maybe it was sushi, maybe it was, you know, a steak or something like that. And honestly, after having a, a baby... Like, when they're, like, three, four months old, and it's just one of one, it's not a big deal because they're usually sleeping anyways. But, man, from, like, six months on, like, a restaurant is no longer a relaxing experience. Yeah. It's more like, like, you're sitting at a restaurant, or I'm sitting at a restaurant, and I'm like, just, just please chill. Don't throw things. Don't hit the people behind you. Don't take off and hit a server when yeah. they're trying to deliver your food. Please eat a little bit of what, you know, is serving I mean, you. And it's more it's more like stressful. You can't turn your back. You know, you turn no. your back and all of a sudden, um, or you put something, if the server puts something within reach, um, you don't notice it. I mean, it could be on the floor. It can be, I mean, there are some good restaurants that are very accommodating. And I've had servers with, um, you know, like my... 18 month old where they were like they don't care you know like like she's if she's you know wants to throw stuff on the floor or whatever you know yeah and, and you, I was you, a server I yeah. never cared if I, was trying, to, I always yeah. felt bad for parents too when I was serving tables yeah. like I always try to be actually as helpful as possible yeah you know it's like make it yeah. as stress free because you know I mean to be honest like mo- those are the parents those are the people who give you the best yeah. tips <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Sometimes. I swear. The, Sometimes. I swear, the worse the kids are, you know, the more they're like, hey, you know, here yeah, you go. Yeah. Um, you know, and honestly, for being a server, it doesn't really affect the server that much because, I mean, oh. the places I served at, it was the busters cleaning up it most of the time. And I'm not, I'm usually putting food together or doing other things. I'm not actually out in the dining room. I, and as a parent too, I actually feel bad for the people sitting around us just because, yeah, you, you know, know if they're making a bunch of noise, scream and like you know my my two year old now, Luna is will just scream for no reason, like like not a lot, but you never know oh, when yeah. it's coming out and, yeah. and just start you know twirling around. I don't know. She'll go through ten different mood changes in ten minutes. Well, I think I remember going to um, to Friar Tucks, um, you know, a little local. Um, I, I don't even know what you'd call it family type of restaurant could, could it be like a mix of like a dive family yeah <laughs> like, you know, it's, it, they keep it dark in there they, yeah they, yeah they keep it dark in there. maybe but, like um, a small step above fast food but i still wouldn't put it up there with the quality as far as like noodle, yeah. noodle company goes you know you no know, i i but um uh i remember uh me and um you know me and Fatima were in there and we had 
uh, the baby, and she was getting antsy because a sit-down place, you know, if they don't, if they're busy, or their kitchen's backed up a little, a little bit, it takes a little more time for the food to come out. So she was getting antsy, and I was kind of walking around, but even like the customers, or like the other patrons, you're like they're half of them are bored too, you know, like so when they see a little two-year-old running around and waving at them or saying hi or coming up to them, and I'm, I'm kind of trying to trying to keep her from, you know, af- like throwing a, a temper tantrum. Well, I'd say the older ones are. Yeah. I feel like like older folks, when they're 45, 50 and up, especially like 60, 70, they love seeing the little kids just, I think part because a little bit of nostalgia for like, oh, when they had kids and things yeah. like that. Um, I remember though, you know, when, when I would go out to eat before kids and stuff like that, and I would tell my wife, I'm never taking my kids to a sit-down <laughs> restaurant. And honestly, I do. I mean, how many times, how often do you go out to eat now? Very, um, very infrequently, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, if we go out to eat, it's, I mean, I can't, I don't even like to, I don't even like to go sit down in a fast food restaurant. I will hit the drive through yeah. Here's a kid's meal. You know, here's your, uh, team will take your salad. I'll take, you know, whatever, and I'll drive. I mean, maybe we'll we'll park and eat, you know, yeah. because it's just too, yeah, it's too crazy. Yeah, and, you know, I think in the beginning, like I said, when Luna was six months old, seven months old, three months old, we'd go out, and it's not the big deal because she's sleeping the whole time anyways. But once she hit about a year, year and a half, that dropped down, like, drastically. And now with Luna... Like, we don't go to fast food. I mean, the the closest thing to fast food we go to is, is Noodle Company. And other than that, it'll just be um, ice cream at McDonald's once in a great while, but that's just the drive-thru. And, you know, we went to, I think since she's turned maybe about one and a half, we've probably gone to about three or four sit-down restaurants. And like I said, I was just a nervous wreck the yeah, entire time. I, I believe um, it. And, and, and honestly... I wouldn't even, I mean, other than, like, having the kid, which you don't want to do because then other people are going to stare at you and judge you. I mean, and I'm, I'm talking about just giving the kid a phone or an, or an iPad just to watch videos because other yeah. people are like, oh, what, you know. Oh, I, you know? I have no problem with that. That's yeah. my go-to. And, um, and, and, and we try to use that as, like, a last resort. So, so we just avoid the whole going out to restaurants in general. And, and unless we can get a babysitter, which is once in a very great while, uh, because Luna's not great with... Anyone who is not her mom or dad, yeah. we just avoid. We, we we just become better cooks, I guess. <laughs> I think um, there is. A, that's actually kind of why I my um, my niece, my seven year old niece, um, even when she was four or five, my brother and his wife were able. You you are able to once they kind of hit a certain threshold, you are able to actually go out to eat. You know, a seven year old take a you know like. You can take a seven-year-old to a Brewer game. Um, she actually just sure, had her yeah. first Packer game, uh, yeah. went to a Packer game, um, and, you know, got to, you know, boo the Bears, even <laughs> though the Bears weren't playing. But um, So is two and three years old, like, the most difficult age? But I don't want to say it is because that's just the age I'm going through. And, and, and you know, I probably, I kind of thought when, I, when Luna was six months old, when you, oh, this must be the most difficult age. And I think, and I see some parents, especially. I don't when even I was, think they can. Can they? Can they crawl at six months old? Well, I think the thing was for Luna having her first baby and just being the first one at six months old. Like you're just so, everything is so new. 
everything's so new and, and you're just so nervous about anything. Yeah. Like, for instance, I would get nervous about, am I wiping her ass correctly, you know, for, you know, like, yeah. like, like, I don't want to screw anything up there or, like, give her just crazy bad, like, diaper rash that's going to cause crazy pain and everything like that, you know, or, uh, you I know, mean, I'd, giving her the right amount of naps, the right nutrition or, or whatever, like. See, it, I, I'm, I, I didn't. Have that, um, I wouldn't say mentality. Fatima did. Fatima had the mentality of, like, you know, almost like I need to Your do your girlfriend. It. Yes, my uh, Fatima's the girl, the, the baby mom. We're not married, but you know, I think we will be. <laughs> um, but she will, she was very, I wouldn't say overprotective, but um, very like, um, my, she wanted to micromanage every aspect of it. And I was a little different, I was more. As they call it, uh, laissez-faire. Laissez-faire, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, nice. more economics term in there for uh, um, uh, managing a baby. But uh, just because, uh, um, I mean, what you know, like I think children are inherently survivors. You know, you don't have to be. I, I look at like a lot of I what I would consider like um, poor judgment parents. You know, and, I, I've thought about that though. But here's the thing, though. Okay, so. 100,000 years ago, you have a baby, and they're playing around with sticks and, and swiping ants away and things like that. They don't have electrical sockets that they know not to stick their tongue in or finger in or something like that. They don't yeah. have, like, like knives not to reach for and, and stick, you know, or wherever. Um, so, like, I, th- I think the dangers that we have now, especially with electricity and things like that, um, are... Yeah. You know, I can the, the, see that we haven't really been conditioned for for babies to like how to avoid those things. I mean, and now Luna being able to reach things over two years old and able to just reach, you know, she climbs up and kind of. It is so difficult to try to keep things away, especially oh, yeah. like like if I'm chopping up vegetables, if I'm doing whatever type of food prep, especially food prep, or if I got the burner on and I'm boiling some water or something, I always try to make sure it's like the back burner. And just yeah, the, the handles pointed out. I the one yeah. thing um, uh, Ellie won't. She hasn't really played around the, the oven too much or the stove, but there are times where if if there's a if there's a handle of a of a knife, it could be a you know a twelve inch knife, chopping knife. Um, if it's if it's only four inches off the countertop, she'll get be able to. And then she knows once you once hey. I have something I shouldn't have. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna bolt running. If it's <laughs> so dangerous. Yeah, I mean, like she's like, oh, like I'm like you know, you try to say, hey, you know, no. All of a sudden, she gets this. Oh, this is a game. Yeah. I got something that I'm not supposed to have. I'm gonna bolt, take off running, and it's just like it. It really puts you on your. Yeah, and I, I would say ninety eight, ninety nine percent of the time, I'm aware of that, and I make sure that. But like. The one time out of like one time a month or one time every other month that I screw up a little bit and I leave a knife a little bit too close to the edge or something that she just shouldn't get her hand on or, or maybe something that, that she can choke on like a marble somehow gets Bottle loose or something. Cap like or yeah, anything. A little then, a stone or who knows what. And what will really get me mad with Luna is, you know, she'll stick like a little marble or something like that and anything like in her mouth that she shouldn't have in her mouth. And I'll sit there with my hand in her mouth, like, spit it out, spit it out. And then she gets more defiant to not spit it out. Um, <laughs> and then it takes off running. 
Yep. Well, it's like even um, just feeding them too. Just, I mean, the simple act of giving them something to eat, you know, like, oh, I'll chop up this, but I mean, sometimes they just shove everything in their mouth and try to eat it and then all of a sudden realize, oh, wait, I, I can't swallow this now. And now it's like you can, they start whining and like you have to hold your hand out and then they spit out, you know, two mouthful of food and you're like, well, you know, and then <laughs> grab and then grab something else. Be like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and then the way it at least probably does it the same way that Maya Luna does it. When she spits it out, she spits it out like the most disgusting way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like not like a, you know, not like oh, a, yeah. not like a launch. She'll just kind of open the mouth and just, yeah, yeah just, <laughs> and it just kind of just falls out. Yeah. And like I said, she's yeah. probably chomping at it for six minutes. Yeah. And, and and I know when she takes something that big, she's not going to be able, like a big chunk of food. She's not going to be able to eat it. And it's like the most gross way to spit something else, too. Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, kids are gross. You know, they some of the things that, I mean, anything from changing them to, you know, they, I had a, I mean, we had a constipation issue, okay? Um, sometimes, you know, kids get constipated, and when they do, and you... You know, you did. never had that. So what? Oh, so what happens is, um, they get mad or irritated or yeah, like you can tell, like they're whining, they're not gonna sleep. You know, they can't communicate it with you at a young age, but you notice, hey, they haven't pooped in a day, and oh, you know, like they're kind of whiny, they're kind of um, they're eating plenty, nothing's pooping, so back, um, getting backed up, getting backed up. You gotta um, they make um like suppositories they make you know whatever you want to whatever you got to use i'll tell you this the the quicker the remedy the better but once but once the dam breaks i mean it goes i mean you'll fill up three four diapers yeah now luna is a fruit fiend so i think that's why she never had the constipation problem like we can she's so picky with a lot of things but she'll sit and she'll eat just an incredible amount of cucumbers Grapes, strawberries. So well, we never really had that issue. So like, did you ever just try? I don't. I don't well, know how much fruit. Elite, elite this is this stuff. is the crazy thing. Like I, I we we did a little bit of research about um, um, what type of foods foods can cause constipation. Okay, and I'm not a doctor. Um, so I try to just, I guess I try to listen to doctors or at least get a bunch of opinions from people who, I yeah. guess, dedicate their. Their, um, you know, like nutritionists, whatever, ded- dedicate their yeah, and not, uh, lives to studying. Babycenter.com, which I think I've spent a ton of time on. <laughs> um, but I I read this, I was reading like an article, um, and it was from a, a nutritionist, and, it, and they're basically saying like, what you eat really doesn't have a lot to do with um, if your kid becomes constipated. There's only one that like, most food, actually almost all food, gets broken down by the time it gets to the large intestine. And there's only one thing that really causes constipation, and it, it was one of the most surprising things I thought, and it was too much fiber. Well, Cause, cause fi- I thought you were gonna tell me like one food, like don't well, eat. The, most of, I mean, everyone, like, I always thought like I was like, like milk. They say like, well, too much uh, fiber that you um, that isn't like being able to broke to be broke down will um, can get built so up. So what foods do you limit then? Well, that's what I was. They basically said. This uh, article, I wish I um, I had it because I was because um, me and Fatima got into an argument about what caught co- like like what's causing her constipation. Uh, Fatima saying 
yeah, I give her, you know, like, let's say two glasses of milk um, a day because she drink, you know, like before bed or whatever. And I said, well, milk uh, causes constipation. Um, she's like, no, what's causing it is because you, you're making her grilled cheese. I'm making her grilled cheese sandwich, and that's the, what's actually the cheese is what's causing your constipation. Really, it's not the milk. Luna loves cheese. I don't know if it's just because we're in Wisconsin, but um, Luna will eat those cheese sticks and stuff like that. But like I said, Luna eats an incredible amount of fruit. Yeah. So I think that balances. It but out. see, the the weird thing though was what they what this um, nutritionist basically said was um, it has nothing to do with you can, what you eat. It's just if you eat a lot of fiber, which I always thought. Fiber help make you regular, you know. Yeah, why? Why are old people always wanting more fiber? Uh, yeah, diets? more fiber to to help. But see, or like when you eat, you know, raisin bran, you always yeah. get, you always get. Well, you uh, always get fart afterwards, you know. Well, I mean, That's why like, I can't eat raisin bran in the morning, man? Like well, the rest of the day, I'm, I just can't stand. Next, I can't eat like, McDonald's double cheeseburgers. You know, that was that was always <laughs> the, the the remedy for me. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, McDonald's double cheeseburger, you're fine. You know, if you ever have any issue, one double cheeseburger. Oh God! Will slide I think, right I think you might have some other problems though. Yeah, but um, so I don't know. Like it's so, it's so hard to really. There's so much information out there, and it's like, what do you, you know, who do you trust or who do you, you know, listen to? You could probably, I mean, it's one of those things that it's hard to put like a causation yeah. just because a correlation you know in a causation and, and food is one of the so you know especially when luna was little like six months old one year old i was always looking on webmd and baby center and, and a couple other websites and stuff like that about like what we should do but one thing I, I never did really look up much was nutrition because i mean i think we did read the things that the doctor would give us when you do the six-month, nine-month, one-year checkup. And there's a little bit about nutrition in there. And, you know, especially when the baby's little, as long as they're, like, getting a good amount of milk or formula, you know, and they're drinking that and taking it down, it's, like, fine. Um, But then when Luna started, you know, getting off of formula and we went from whole milk to 2% milk, when it just came to food, we were just pretty much happy with, with her just eating because she's gotten to be pretty picky yeah. like she pretty much doesn't eat chicken uh for some reason and she's almost like a vegetarian because a lot of meat she just doesn't really want to eat and here's the thing i was like every baby's different like i remember you telling me elise loves to eat uh like chicken fries or something like oh that, man right? um like where my kid french fries my kid English. won't touch any fried food if it's fried she won't touch it i almost feel she like tried, she, you've taken it you've given her mcdonald's french fries right uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we've tried. I mean, um, like, we, we, we've tried with French fries. I mean, like, they, I actually, a little bit, but I'll tell you this the McDonald's Corporation, um, they figured out exactly what triggers, and, um, I would say, I mean, they, they get, they're hitting like five, six triggers in your mouth with, with a French fry, you know, salty, sweet, um, and I tell you, like that's. I mean, it, it's good that Luna doesn't. Um, yeah, eat well, it. I think Luna is already. Even though if she might not know it, she is already like a budding vegan. Oh yeah. I feel like like when she's fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and can kind of understand nutrition a bit more. If she kind of goes in the same track she's going now, that she is going to be a vegan, which would put her almost in direct odds with her dad. Yeah. Because I'm pretty much a carnivore. Wow. All right. So quick question: What's like the one thing? So, like, you're at home, not out in a public place. What's, like, the one thing you do when you need Elise 
to just be calm that almost always works. If she's uh, if she's having a, a meltdown, um, we're still on pacifiers. So I mean, we got we got pacifiers within a reach. I mean, we can't leave without four or five pacifiers somewhere, just in case you need one to go grab. Um, but it's, uh, let's say it's there's a couple things. Um, we we bribe her, you know, as uh, we bribe her uh, fruit snacks or. Maybe like, uh, you know, I wouldn't say like, yeah, junk food, I guess. Um, you know, cheese or like, like goldfish, you know, something like that in the aspect where, you know, here's something. I mean, a lot of times. Take your mind off of whatever. Yeah. A lot of times, um, Fatima's philosophy is kids don't act up unless like there's, they need something. You know, if she needs if she's thirsty, she can't. They can't communicate it very well. They can't. Just, they're not going to say, "Hey, Dad, I'm thirsty." You know. Um, I mean, our daughter is very. You know, she only knows a few words. I mean, yeah. she knows juice, but she doesn't really know to say, "Hey, Dad, you want to throw me some juice?" And I'm getting. You know, it's. I'm a little thirsty over here. Or, "Hey, Dad, you know, I didn't eat that. I didn't. I didn't. You remember me not eating breakfast that well? Well, now it's almost lunch, and I'm hungry. So." They ask, you know, like we kind of figure out she's either hungry, she's thirsty, she needs a change, she needs a nap. It's one of those things that. So, so for Luna, because if I know that, like, she's not hungry, she just threw her snack all over the place or something like that, or she's not thirsty because she has readily available that she can grab it, and she's just upset because maybe her nap didn't go that well, or she hasn't had a nap, or she's just. Sometimes she can just be upset. The one go-to for us, and also the reason why we can sit down and have the podcast right now, and and also because we do pretty good job of limiting screen time at all for her, is to go watch Sesame Street or go watch Mr. Rogers or, or some other educational thing. Like, be, because, you know, she has almost no access to... to um, you know, when she was six months old, one year, one and a half, two, and stuff like that, it's very, very minimal that, that we allow her to look at cell phone or iPad or So now, when I do, when she is freaking out, or I do just need a half hour or hour to focus on some work or something like that, because she views it, I think, even at her young age of two years old, it's such a privilege to be able to sit down and watch Sesame Street, because it's, it's not often that she can actually sit in front of a screen and everything, and then just kind of so because she gets that limited amount, it works really well for us. Um, so limiting that screen time and then just using that as like a reward, a reward yeah. slash daddy or mommy needs a little break yeah. right now or needs to get something done around the house, needs you to calm down. Here's a little Mr. Rogers or Sesame Street or other. Is Mr. Rogers still on? Well, no, I mean... Because we got a smart TV, so I'll just put on YouTube, and I'll, oh, okay. I'll just put Mr. Rogers' full episodes on YouTube. And then I love, I mean, I'll, I'll sit down and watch them, too, just because it, it's like nostalgia. It's like yeah. going back in time. And I'll tell you what, this is probably just a generational thing, but, like, you know, I've seen the Sesame Streets, the recent ones, you know, this year and last year and stuff like that. And I don't want this show to end up being, like, a critique of Sesame Street. Yeah. But I would say... It's way, way too flashy now and, like, quick movements and things like that. Kind of like a lot of other educational videos and just kid shows on TV. 
Where if you go back to like the Sesame Streets when we were growing up in the 1980s and early 90s, they're a lot slower uh, when they cover like their word of the day or number or whatever. They, they really like go back to it constantly, and it's not like really flashy or anything like that. Where I think Sesame Street has kind of gotten caught up too much in other kind of you know movements and media and stuff like that. Other, or other kids' aspects like yeah, um, vines or, or I, I don't, I don't or, really know like the other kids' shows, but I do know yeah. what you're. There's, you know, probably, like, more, like, there's, there's, like, a whole bunch of other, like, Nickelodeon ones that seem like they, they're just all over the place, you know? Yeah, like they, and they're, they're really fast-paced, and they're, like, and, and yeah. even the ones that are meant for, like, two, three, four-year-olds on, like, Nick regular TV or, or PBS or, like, regular TV on yeah. Saturday mornings or whatever like that, even those are just too, um, I think, and maybe it's just nostalgia or whatever, but way too fast-paced, and, uh... You know, if you're watching Mr. Rogers, it's almost like a Zen Buddhist thing. Well, like it's like got this met not not over just like the kid, but me just watching too, just like that incredible calming voice. One of the things Mr. Rogers was known for um, that uh, I listened to, he was trying to like teach. I don't know. It was an episode about him like feeding fish or something like that, and um, they were feeding this fish and they're waiting. For like the fish to come, to come out and actually eat it, and it was taking a few minutes, and they said, "Well, do you want to like reshoot this? You know, we'll reshoot it that way." Um, and he said, "No." He's like, "I want kids to to understand, you know, like um, that sometimes you have to be patient, you know." And I think he just had like dead air. It was literally him with just dead air time, waiting for something to happen because. You know, that's just the way life is. Sometimes you have to be patient. And, you know, it, it can't be... You can't look for this instant gratification on anything. Which was pretty interesting the way, um, you know, good old Fred was. Yeah. Let's do, um, let's do like, our one special segment, which is Mike's app of the week. Okay. So, Mike... You know, we, we both have smartphones, but I would say Mike is more... I don't know, into checking out a variety of different apps. I probably have the same apps on my phone that I, that I put on it from day one from a year ago, where, where Mike is a bit more a purveyor of the app store and, and checking out new and different things on there. Well, there's a lot out there. You so know, I get to check it out. Give us, give us one that you're using right now that you find fantastic uh, for well, I'll go, helping um, you out as a parent. I will, um, as a parent, um, and you how. The way you said uh, you use Sesame Street as a you know more of a reward, it um, I use YouTube as a I wouldn't say I mean it it's somewhat sometimes it's a necessity to distract our child in public or if um, sometimes I'll say here here's my phone you know here's some YouTube and it's mostly educational it might be uh, Mother Goose Club is a really good YouTube channel uh, they have nursery rhymes a lot of it's singing and our daughter loves you know and she sings right along um she uh counts with them you know does her abcs five little monkeys jumping on the bed all that stuff she's um you know she's very into that that's one of her things but if you give it uh now i have an android phone uh if you give your kid your phone and you watch youtube sometimes um, just them holding it will either pause it or they'll hit the home button or they'll hit the volume up or they'll 
they'll yeah. constantly uh, change it, and then they'll they'll give you the phone or they'll throw the phone saying, "Hey, where you know like my my show turned off." Yeah. So then you ha- you have to constantly so click on an ad or something. Yep. Or whatever, you basically yeah. have to you have to go back and set it up for them and play, and hopefully they don't um, hit something else or you know they. Um, but there is an app, it, uh, and it is by. Let me bring it up here. The app is called Touchlock. 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 Um, it is. Or I'm sorry. Let's see here. Okay, it's called Touchlock. It's by uh, Kids or Kidscrape PTE Ltd. It's an app that, from as far as I know, is only on Android, but it allows you to to play a YouTube video, to play anything you want. Um, you could be playing Amazon Music, you could be playing anything, and it'll uh, completely lock all the keys out, your volume key, your home key. The only key it's not allowed to lock out is the power key. But it'll prevent you from um, from touching anything on the screen. It'll, it won't, it'll basically, it'll keep your phone uh, playing uh, YouTube without um, without it interfering with anything until you uh, s- basically set the password. Usually, it's a, I, I set up uh, like a quadruple uh, tap, so I, I tap the screen four times in a row, and it'll unlock it, and then it'll allow me to exit out of um, you know YouTube. It'll allow me to basically give me full access to my phone. That's great. I'm downloading that right now. Yeah, that, <laughs> that actually is fantastic. It is if you have a, a tablet. And you know you want to say, hey, here's a tablet. Watch some TV or watch here's a, watch a little YouTube, and you don't, you don't want to have to worry about that if you're like it worked really good for us when we were driving. Um, so they want you know like we give her something to play. You know kids can't sit in the car too long, mm-hmm. and but we constantly kept having like she constantly um, hitting backing out of the video or you know or hitting the volume up or doing something different. So. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. That's the one um I I have on every one of my Android devices. 